With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now! Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt. And as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Matt, I am buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing right now. And we'll get into that why in a few minutes. But um, yeah, I'm on a high right now. Yeah. Um, is it a roller coaster high or genuine well, high? <laughs> There's no such thing as a genuine high with this team, is there? I mean, it's, it's all up and down. But at the moment... I'm at a good point, so I'm just going to enjoy it for as long as I can before I end up uh, on another downward spiral. Yeah, which, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, obviously, last episode was come after the uh, Wizards' loss last week, which I kind of said was probably the worst loss of the season, mm-hmm. despite the uh, the Timberwolves one. Um, and Bulls kind of said, you know what, hold my beer, we're going to go do it again. <laughs> and we lost to OKC on Friday night. Yeah. 124-110. Uh, and it just wasn't pretty at all, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, especially I mean, not against an, a team playing them at home that we should be able to put away quite easily and just... Same old again, like uh, like I put out on Twitter yesterday, Bulls Logic, if they're a poor team or a sub-500 team, we're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, OKC come in, obviously, second night of a back-to-back after beating Sixers the night before. You kind of, well, I kind of expected them to be tired. Mm. Um, and if anything, it looked like Bulls was on the second of a back-to-back. Yeah. Because we just had nothing. It was just, yeah. And then, I mean, fair play to OKC. I think they beat Nets last night as well. So they must have been on their East Coast trip and ripped it up, really. So fair play oh, to yeah. them. But, you know, obviously, everyone sees them as a tanking team. And the, well, made us look like the tanking team, to be fair. So, well, I mean, everyone sees them as a tanking team. But when we met them the other night, we were on the exact same record as they were. Yeah. So, and then I they mean, actually made us have a worse record. <laughs> so, <laughs> if they're a tanking team, what the hell does that make us? Yeah. I mean, it was just... I don't know, it was just horrible to watch, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was relatively close in the first quarter. It was only two two down at the end of the first quarter. And then that second quarter was just... Brutal. Yeah, I mean, we go up 39 points in that second quarter. And 
you know, it was it 70, 72, 58 and a half. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. I mean, we made a bit of a game of it in the third, made it look interesting. We won that 32 19. Yep. And then went back to bad balls in the fourth quarter and eventually ended up getting blown out by him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, disgusting. In the the fourth quarter and the second quarter were just horrible to watch. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll quickly touch on some of the players. I don't want to go over it too much because it was disgusting. But you know, you got <laughs> Josh Giddy going for twenty five points against us. Obviously, SGA has been putting up the points, but we restricted him to twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked dangerous all night. Um, and in terms of Bulls players, obviously Zach finished with 25, top point scorer. We was getting him at the line. Yeah. Obviously, he's come out and said that he's got this bruised, torn ligament in his hand. Depends who you listen to as to what in- the injury actually is. Yeah. All a bit strange, but um, I think they've kind of clarified it. It's Is it bruising around the ligament? Uh, the one, knuckle, yeah, one of the something. knuckles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, he got to the line 15 times, hitting 14 of them, which Zach doesn't get to the line that many times, does he? Well, no, but um, but, that's been a changing trend. But then you look at his free throw percentage, and he only hit five of 19 for 26.3 percent, and then you look at his three point percentage, he's even worse, one, one of eight for 12.5 percent. So, yeah. It's a good job he was getting it somewhere because he certainly wasn't getting it in the field. Yeah, I mean, in this game, we give um, Kobe player of the game. Yeah. And, I mean, he ended up with 19 points, six rebounds, six assists. Um, and it was just a typical, well, recent typical Kobe night. Mm. Ayo was shocking, in it? Yeah, only got uh, two points. Yeah. You know, P. Will put up 18 points, but didn't really look like he was there. Um, Vooch, you know. I don't know. It was just a horrible game. There was just what? nothing, you know. And I just, he was just getting sick of playing down to these teams. And no, I mean, was it in this game where we had that? They were all diving on the floor. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all he needed was Benny Hill music playing in the background. Yeah, you know, so fair play to him for hustling in that, but then there was just nothing at the end of it, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. What well, just, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't want to talk about it too much because it no. was just a, a crap game. Obviously, one thing that we did sort of highlight, and then again last night was the fact that Drummond wasn't playing. Right, um, he got he got DMP. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was shocking against Wizards, which we've seen from time to time with him. He has maybe two, three good games as a shocker, then doesn't play for two games, right. then comes back as you know. So hopefully he's on the uh, the upward now with it all. But DJJ stepping up in the small ball lineup. Yep, DJJ you know. has been looking really good as a, as a role player in the last kind of few games um he's come on and he's had small minutes but he's made big impact within those time frames yeah you know so i, I just it kind of felt that drummond could have made a difference against okc to me 
um, giving us that size in the middle. As long as he didn't foul, like he did against Wizards. Well, it's kind of what he's good at lately, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then it kind of feels as if he's coming out with a point to prove and then that's why he does the stuff that he does. It's just... Yeah. I, I do think a lot of the time he gets called for fouls and they're a bit harsh. Um, like, yeah. I, I think if he if he's kind of moving or flailing his arms any bit, he just gets called for a foul straight away. Just, I don't know whether it's like we said in the last part, I don't know whether that's based on reputation or whether that's just based on because he's a big guy and if he's kind of moving around any bit, the uh, benef- benefit of the doubt is given to the smaller player. I don't know. But... Yeah. But anyway, I say that we've been and gone that game. So, mm-hmm. thank God. Obviously, that makes us 0-2 against OKC this year. Mm-hmm. Which is, not great. No. <laughs> but we'll get on to the good stuff. Yes. And obviously, last night, with a very UK-friendly tip time, we beat Golden State Warriors, reigning champions, 132-118. And yeah, and they were at full strength. And we weren't. <laughs> and we weren't, yeah. You but know, um, like, like I said at the top of the show, <laughs> Bulls logic, you know, there's, there was no way on paper that we should beat this team, so therefore it was going to be a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously last episode we kind of always give quick, predictions of how we think it's going to go and we said we'd split these games yeah. with a, a a bad looking win over OKC and then a spirited loss against Golden State and uh, we got that completely wrong <laughs> well, we, um, we were right about the split we just got everything else wrong <laughs> yeah you know we should have known better really we've, we've watched every game so far this year so I don't know why why them thoughts even Entered our minds, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, on to the game itself. Like I say, um, 132-118 win. And apart from the second quarter where Bulls basically didn't come out for it, mm-hmm. we controlled the whole game. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit in the third as well. I think they had a bit of a run as well, didn't they? But at one point we did have our standard five-minute scoring drought. We did. Which allowed Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to take over. And I mean, I think at one point we was, was it 11 points up? And then you looked at the score again and we were two points up. And it was like, what, what's just happened? Yeah, it you was know, really, it was within like two or three quick transition turn, turnovers and yeah. brought down to the ball's end. And I think Clay hit one and Steph hit the other and from three. And there's six points straight up away, you know, and. and, and you just can't you can't afford against a team like the Warriors that are so like dead eye from behind the three point line and it's not just the the Splash Brothers but I mean you know obviously they're the main culprits but you can't yeah Jordan Paul was on fire from from behind the the arc as well but I mean if you if you give a team like this the opportunity to take you on transition and you're having a drought they're either going to blitz you and leave you behind or they're going to close the gap if they're behind. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. But somehow, yeah, we managed to still stay ahead apart from that little drought and that little time. Yeah, I mean, obviously we finished the first and I don't think anybody knew what was going on. It was, what, 35-20 in our favour? Yeah. And we were playing some amazing stuff. 
Yeah. You know, you know, both ends of the court. And then in the second, they hit 42 points. Yep. And they actually led at the half. And then, I don't know, we just... So we didn't take control, but we just steadily grew in the second, I think. Yeah. Second half, you know. Um, winning both, obviously, the last two quarters. Yeah. And but a 40-point fourth quarter did not hurt. No, not you know. You kind of expect expected that to be the beginning of the end, didn't you? Really, mm-hmm. um, in the past this Bulls team would have just gone. You know what? That's it. Game over. We kind of started the third a little bit flat as well, didn't we? But then just gradually got back into it and yeah. took over. Um, I mean, obviously, it's thinking around the league that Warriors don't travel well. No, um, I mean Steph Curry did last night. I mean, I thought he'd packed his suitcase to join us in Paris. The, the amount of travelling he was doing, <laughs> he was getting he called. Was... How many turnovers did ah. he get for a finish? About eight, was it? Um, I think it was. I don't, know, I, mean, I don't have it up. Yeah, yeah eight turnovers, and yeah. there was all travelling, weren't they? Yeah, or near, that's how it seemed to be. They it, did miss that one. A lot where of he... Yeah, they did miss that one, didn't they, on him, where he kind of stumbled his way through. Mm-hmm. And took about ten steps, and then I'm sure he actually got a trip to the line out of it as well. But yeah, yeah, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah, it, it it's hard not to get too high after a win like that. Yeah, it was sensational. But we know what this Bulls team is uh, likely to do next. So, um, yep, you know, it's kind of. Celebrate it, be excited about it, forget about it. <laughs> on to the next one, innit? It's just that's how we kind of feel with these sort of wins at the minute. But you know what? I would prefer it if we were going to Paris against a, a top tier team right now. Yeah. Because the fact that we're going to Paris to play the Pistons, it doesn't fill me with confidence that we're gonna see a win. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so Obviously, we'll get into the players, and uh, I mean, there's only one place to start, isn't there? Absolutely, the big man, Nikola Vucevic, forty-three points, thirteen rebounds, four assists, four steals. He was eighteen of thirty-one from the field, five of ten from three, and he only had one turnover and one foul. Yeah, and two of two from the free throw line. Yeah, and. Obviously, quite rightly, got our player of the game. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he's not going to play like that every week or every game. But it just goes to show what can happen if we use him right. Exactly. You know, you'd, we'd have been happy with him putting up, what, 25 points, you know what I mean? That, that That's seen as a good game for him at the minute. Yeah. But to see him do that, it was just... You know, we've both kind of had our critics on him. You know what I mean? It's, and I've said constantly, he's the most frustrating player on this roster. Yeah, because we get a game like this from him, following a game like the one against OKC. Right. And I don't know whether it's down to him or it's down to the Bulls. Well, do you know what? One thing you have to credit the rest of the team with last night was they were feeding him and they were getting the ball into him. You know, yeah. 
um, what was it against the the Wizards? We were saying he he was having to post up outside the paint in order to get the ball. He couldn't even get in deep. In the, in this game, they were feeding him the ball, and you know it's it's not that we have said that. You know, I know we've always shouted, get in the paint, get in the paint. It's not that we're saying that it has to do that every play. Like, I mean, we've talked about the inside-outside game. Give the ball into Vooch so that the defence will close down on him and then he can kick the ball out because he's a great passer. He's a great distributor of the ball. And pass the ball out to the players that are on the outside or within, you know, shooting distance yeah. and, and work out that way. And then he can start to drift out a little bit for himself for the long-distance shots. And that's exactly what he did last night. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, normally you don't want to see him putting up 10 three-point attempts. Right. But don't last mind seeing him hit five of them, though. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, last night it felt like they were all going to fall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like I say, we're not going to get that out of him again. I, don't, I mean, he matched his career high, didn't he? So exactly. So, how, uh, how often he does it. But, yeah. I mean, if that's what he can do and he puts up 25 to 30 points, you're going to be happy, aren't you? Absolutely. I mean, if you could get, like we've said it before, if you could, you know, when, when Zach and Damar are both healthy and back to playing, if Vooch was to put up 25, Zach was to put up 25, 27, and Damar was to put up like 28, 29 points, that would be incredible. If we could get that as kind of like a there or thereabouts average across the games, we'd be sitting pretty for an awful lot more games than we have been. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll just touch on Zach as well. He got, I didn't realise how many points he was getting last night, but he finished with 27. Yeah. And I don't think he didn't play poorly, but it was like, a, it, to me it was a DeMar type game. You know, where he puts up the points and you don't you don't see it. It's just yeah. you know he ended up with nine nine rebounds and six assists as well. One he steal, did. one block. And he's a good all round game that way. Fourteen trips to the line. Again, you know, so that's twenty nine trips to the line in two games. Yeah, and I think I heard today that before that he was averaging four 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 a game, four free wow. throws a game. I would have to get out for some reason. Um, <laughs> You know, so if this is a, I don't know if it's the refs are finally giving him the calls or what, you know, it's just, because that's what we've said in the past, he does go to the rim and he just doesn't get fouled. Yeah. So, I don't know, It's hopefully it's something that he's added to his game. I mean, one of eight from three, again, it's just... Shocking, 12.5%. You know, that, that one that he hit as well? Mm-hmm. It was a catch and shoot. It was a catch and shoot. And it was not at the line. It was a good few feet back from the yeah. line as well. You know, so that's all you need to do. Stand there, catch and shoot, Zach. We don't want you to run down, pull up, take a three because... I hate it when he does that anyway. Because, yeah. you know, if you don't have players in there to rebound the ball and you miss, it's as good as a turnover. As he did last night. Yeah, he did it two or three times last night. Yeah, and that's the thing is you don't mind him taking the shot from that distance. No, he can hit them. I don't mind him taking the shot, but play it clever. Yeah, but you the thing is you won't mind him taking the shot from there, contested, as long as there was people in the paint that mm-hmm. could possibly rebound. Yeah, but he just 
doesn't. I mean, I guess he's trying to rush the game a little bit. I don't know. You know try and get hot, keep stay hot, whatever it is. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I'm not going to critique him too bad because where he where he lacked, he made up for in other areas last night. So yeah, exactly. I mean, like I say, to me that was a it was a Demar type game where he was <laughs> doing everything he needed to do, but you didn't kind of notice it until you look at the box score. Which that's we've always said that's the best type of Demar game as well, aren't we? So yeah. Ayo, uh, I, I think he, you know, he's been disappointing in the last few games, but he was. I thought he was pretty solid last night. Yeah, no, he was definitely. Um, you know, twelve points. But well, I don't know if you noticed it. There was a couple of times he was doing the same or a similar sort of pass every time, and it was working. He was kind of. Going as if he was going for a layup, and then he'd just do like a little drop, yeah, sort of pass back, and it tended to hit where it was meant to be going. So, you know, he only well, he ended up with six assists last night. I don't know how many of them come from that sort of a pass, but you know, yeah, he, he's done a couple of driving kicks as well out to the three point line in the corner as well. Yeah. Um, I mean Caruso. I think he had a typical Caruso game, the sort that you want to see him doing. Yeah. Um, hit a couple of threes, big threes as well for us, weren't they? So, yeah. P. Will, same. You know, don't think he was fantastic. Don't think he was passive. He was just there, did what he needed to do. Three threes, got you yeah. excited? Absolutely. Got to love them sexy rainbow <laughs> threes. And then. Uh, Onto the bench players, um, you know DJJ again. He's just he seems to have replaced Javante. He's doing everything Javante does. Adds the energy, yeah. You know, sort of steals, blocks, rebounds, but not at a high, high amount, but at the right time. Um, a couple of huge dunks as well, didn't he last night? Yeah, which is always good to get the crowd going. Yeah. Um. Goran, I mean, his minutes seem to be dropping at the minute. Only four points last night. That was it. I don't. I said it in the last one, and I kind of feel it's continuing. He's like he's becoming that player that we thought we were getting when we signed him. You know that sort of veteran that doesn't really offer that much apart from a break for everybody else. I think you could just do it a lie down for a few days, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got three <laughs> days before Pistons. Like, but you know, I'm not, I'm not out on him or anything like that. It just, like you say, I think maybe he just needs a bit of a bit of a rest, and maybe that's what Billy's doing by dropping his minutes a little bit. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it coincides with Drummond not playing again. Um. So we've lost that Drummitch for now. Yeah. Um. And then. My guy, Kobe White. 25 minutes, or well, just short of 26 minutes. 15 points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. Uh, he ended up with two turnovers. And he was everyone's second vote for the player of the game last night, wasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. He was a strong contender for it. Um, if Vooch hadn't had the stellar game that he had, I think Kobe would have probably pinched it if it had just been a, a, a regular Vooch performance, do you know? Yeah, and I mean, with Kobe, it, his stat line doesn't stand out in any way. 
And to anybody who didn't watch the game and they look at it, they'll be like, why is everyone so excited about Kobe? But, you know, it's like people saying they want to see him putting up more shots and stuff like that. But do you not find when he puts up loads of shots, he becomes basically ineffective? Yeah, unless he's hitting them like on fire, then yeah, he does. Because he kind of tends to almost shoot himself out of the game as opposed into a game. Yeah, I mean, he hit two of two from three last night, which, you know, Mm -hmm. happy with that. He was six of seven from the field altogether, one of one from the line. I mean, he ended up with a minus seven in the uh, plus plus minus. minus, Yeah, but when you actually watch the game he's having, you know, he's coming up with some big rebounds as well. He is. He's finally getting the long rebounds. Nobody else is picking them up. It's Kobe every time that seems to be, um, and, and occasionally AC. But it's, yeah. it's, it's mainly Kobe that, that's kind of cleaning them up now. And, and that for a good few games there, we'd nobody picking those balls up. Yeah. And he's just, I think he's learning when to slow the game down as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's becoming the player that, we've all wanted him to be and thought he could be maybe not scoring as much but he's giving it off the bench and yeah I, I'm like I say I, I've been on the Kobe train all, all year so yeah I know you've been dragging I'm me along to the final carriage but um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've moved up yeah. I think I've moved up a bit now yeah I'm just happy that everyone else is starting to see it I mean my only fear with someone like Kobe is that it stops all of a sudden <laughs> which has been which which could potentially of. happen the other yeah. thing is, I mean, he may have kind of put himself into a position now where he's more vulnerable as well because he's, yeah. he's he's finally raised his value and does that mean now is the time to shop him while his value is higher and it could very well be the way that, um, that Acme look at it. Yeah, well, I, I was going to ask you that after we spoke about this game, but so I'll ask you now. Would you extend or would you trade Kobe? The way he is, ah, uh, I um, hmm. it's hard to say. You know, use him as an asset right now because he's kind of given us what we need at the moment. Yeah, it's not that simple to just say, "Oh, yeah, now his value is high. Let's shop him." But I suppose it depends on what you're talking about getting back for him. Yeah, um, because I would hate to say oh no keep him now look he's, he's given us what we need and then he falls off the cliff and then again you're stuck with Deadwood you know because we know it can happen to him so do we do we play the the high percentage risk of getting rid of him while we can while he's worth something um, or do we hang on to him and see maybe he does develop further it's it's a tough one I think I think it would be a case of I'd have to know what he's going for before I could make a definitive decision on it yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe a sign-and-trade? Yeah, I mean, we know what this team lacks. And if you was going to get that in place of him, then, yeah, I, I get it. But, like you said, how much value has he actually got around the league? Is how he's playing sustainable and worth an extension? Um, how much is he going to want to get paid? You know, I think I heard today the max he can get is 13 mil a year. Okay. Which, that's quite a lot to spend on somebody who you don't know how he's going to turn up next year. 
That's the thing. He's been um, too erratic. Yeah. You know, so you just kind of wish he'd have had this sort of year or how he is at the minute last year so that we could yeah. evaluate, reevaluate this year. Yeah. You know, is he playing himself into or upping his trade value, upping his, his value to the Bulls as well? Do you know what I mean? More than anything. And then once he's got what he wants, Otto Porter style, get his wage and, and then disappear again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah. And then just one more player I wanted to touch on from this Golden State game before we go. Um, obviously, anybody who listens to CHGO, they know that when they win, they give the goon of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in, in their lives last night and I was pushing for Dalen to get it. And he nearly did. I mean, he only played 38 seconds in this game. He scored, though. <laughs> when the game was done and there was nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, and in the words of Big Dave, that's some goon shit. That yeah. Is just... <laughs> yeah. Stop this etiquette of holding the ball and letting the timer run out. No. Put up the shot and hit it. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it, it, the fact that they had him out there as well, talking to the crowd before it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, he's the rookie on the team, and he's out there and he's trying to hype him up. And I mean, obviously, the UC was probably a little bit flat when he first took to the, you know, to just talk as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, I don't think anybody had, had any expectations at all for this game, and he acted a bit cheerleaderish and then did his little speech, and then you don't see him again. And <laughs> 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 you know, and he had it but, done to him though, didn't he? Against Pacers when um, Matherin, who he was obviously teammates at college with, wasn't he? That's right. Um, sort of stole it and <laughs> then went to dunk it, but he <laughs> fouled him, didn't he? So, if this new new generation of players are sodding the et- etiquette off, then I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I like it. I like but, it. Yeah. You know, that that was just a, a little highlight for me right at the end that I, I enjoyed. Yeah. So, yeah, um, well, I'll send it to the advert quickly and then we'll come back and talk some more. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Yeah, welcome back. Um... Obviously, we've gone up up the roller coaster now. This up and down season we're having with the Bulls. Um, I've just got a few questions for you before we move on to our our final high. Go for it. I gave you the Kobe one before it. Now I can't remember if it was in our chat or in our thread last night. Somebody asked, "Would we have won that game if Demar played?" Yes, yeah, good question. So. What my actual question to you is going to be, DeMar's missed the last three games. What would we have done in them three games had he played? Oh, well, we definitely would have gone to ISO DeMar hero ball in the fourth. 
in all of them. <laughs> in, in, all, in all of the games, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in all of the games. Um, I don't think that that would have been beneficial against the Warriors. I think we would have potentially fallen apart in the fourth quarter as a result, to be honest. Gone away from Vooch. Gone away from Vooch, yeah. Uh, stopped doing what was working. Um, and I do think that that could have been a damaging factor in in the fourth quarter and, and maybe even potentially part of the third as well, which are the two quarters where we won the game. So I think that could have been quite damaging against the Warriors. Um, I think against OKC, he could have been a difference maker in a positive way. Yeah. Um, same with Wizards. And the same against Wizards. So, yeah, I do. So I think potentially if we had DeMar, instead of one win and two losses... I think we could potentially have had two wins and one loss and it would have literally been the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm, I was at with it all. I mean, instant reaction last night when the question was asked and, you know, apologies, I can't remember who it was that asked it. Maybe it could have been Sam. I don't know. Um, you know, my instant reaction was no. We wouldn't have won last night if Demar was there. Yeah. And for the same reasons what you've just said. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Damar has said he returns on Thursday against Pistons, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy um, with that too. To <laughs> so, um, next question. Well, it's not really a question. It's more of a, a look ahead. Our next five games, Pistons, Hawks, Pacers, Rivalry game against Hornets, which yeah, that's gonna not gonna work. And then Magic. Right. Now I think off the top of my head there's only Pacers who are above five hundred, which is a shock in itself. It is. I think Hawks I thought Pacers were gonna be terrible and Hawks were gonna be brilliant this year, so yeah. Yeah. So obviously there you've got four teams below five hundred and one that shouldn't be above five hundred, but is. What do we do in these five games? Okay. <laughs> oh God! Right. The pist the Pistons game. You know, like I say, on paper we should win it. So using Bulls logic, we lose it. But the fact that it's in Paris, maybe that's enough to get them to step up and show what they can do to international fans. And you know, the fact that you and I will be there to, to shout and scream at them if they're playing crap. It's going to make all the difference, of course. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm joking, but um, no, you're not. bit, but <laughs> I, I think that we will win the game against, I just have to trust, trust and believe in, you know, in what I have to see. So I'm going to say that we win against Pistons. I think we win against Pacers. Hawks game could really go either way. As we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a tough one to call. But I think that we do a good job of locking up Trey, uh, or Io does. Um, and potentially, I think we have a good chance of, of taking that as well. So that's three wins. Um, and then who are the other two games against? I can't remember. Uh, Hornets in the rivalry game, which isn't going to be a rivalry because half of the rivalry is not there. Yeah. Um, and then Magic. Yeah. I, I, using Bulls logic, we drop them too. 
<laughs> the two that we should absolutely win are the two that we will absolutely lose. Yeah, so I mean, that's what it's like this year. After last night, we sit at what is it, twenty and twenty-four? Mm-hmm. So obviously four below. So there's five winnable games there. Yeah, that obviously would as eventually be a six-game win streak, which that seems like somewhat crazy. <laughs> um, that would put us above five hundred, one above five hundred. If we drop one of them, we're a 500 team. But like you say, using pulse logic, (laughs) you just don't know. And, you know, I mean, we've just passed the halfway point of the season. Um, We're looking at the easiest part of the schedule and we're going, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. We're not going to win. Yeah. It's crazy, right? (laughs) Yeah, and it's just kind of, obviously these games will take us closer to the All-Star break and, more importantly, trade deadline. Yes. Where, I, mean, I know we ask this question every every episode, but do you see any moves coming before that trade deadline? Uh yeah, like I, I think I still feel the same way as I, I did the last time we talked about this. That I don't see any major moves coming. I, I, I don't see any major moves coming. I don't see the big three being touched. I definitely don't see uh, P. Will going anywhere. <coughs> Excuse me. I know there's been rumours about AC, Kobe. Um, I mean, Tony Bradley, we can finally let him go. Uh <laughs> I just all-star Tony Bradley. <laughs> all-star Tony Bradley. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think that you know, there's even been rumblings about maybe getting rid of Drummond because he's not getting his game time anymore. I think there's maybe some sort of a package, maybe even a, a three-team deal somewhere on the cards, um, potentially including a sign-in trade with Kobe. Um, I do think Kobe could go but I don't necessarily think he will go. And there's just not going to be any major moves, I don't think. I think it's all going to be minor moves. Yeah. That's going to be kind of disappointing to a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, you never. sometimes these little tweaks can make a big difference. So if they get it right, you know, who knows where it will leave us coming out the other side of the All-Star break. Yeah, and I mean, we've both said something needs to change. Definitely something team. happened. Um, like you say, I mean, obviously last year at that stage we brought in Tristan Thompson, which, yeah. That worked out well, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> um, you know, my feeling is we have to do something with that Portland pick because yeah. the way Portland are going... It may not come to us again this year. Could do, but it's going to be very, you know, mediocre. I think where we end up picking up. Yeah. Well, you know, no disrespect to him, but probably like another Dale and Terry, where he gets sent down to the G League, and you know, you somebody you want to play, but just doesn't. Um, you know, and that doesn't help this Bulls team at all. So uh, I'd put that into any potential deal 
like you say, Tony Bradley just as a get rid of. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know where I'm at with Kobe. Where you know, I don't want him to go, but is the most obvious asset I think to get rid of at the minute. Yeah, I think so. And the one that hurts me the most, I can see Javante getting put into any sort of a deal. Yeah, do you know what? I think the fact that he's gone under the knife as well has probably increased the chances of that too. Which... Yeah, I mean, he's on he's on an expiring as well. And, I mean, he's going to want to get paid and he deserves to get paid he this off-season. And I don't think the Bulls can afford to keep him, even if they wanted to. Do you know what I mean? It's just, unless he was going to take another minimum deal like he's on, then fair enough. But, you know, even for him to get like a mid-level exception, something like that, Bulls can't afford that. And I think some sort of a contender or potential contender would look at him as a, well, how we look at him basically. You know yeah. what I mean? The guy off the bench that can can turn a game. So, yeah, um, I guess obviously we'll just wait and see. Yeah. I mean, the, the trade deadline could come and go and we could see absolutely no moves whatsoever. And would you yeah. be drastically surprised <laughs> if that happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> so. I mean, I have... Obviously, AK's done um, a Bulls Talk podcast with Casey Johnson, hasn't he? I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't yet. It I've listened to parts of it. Um, but somebody did tweet out something that he said in it and you know he said all these losses are hurting and they are basically working to work out what to do okay so but that's just i think general answer in it really to could be lip service anyway. yeah so yeah um i think that's me out of questions now i know I've kind of maybe put you on the back a little bit with some of them but no, no, no. just little thoughts bring, that were going on. on in my head today <laughs> Yeah, so you're yeah. you're there driving around in your truck, thinking of oh that's, that'd be a good one to throw at Neil. That'd be a good one to throw. At Neil. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here all day running around with the kids. I don't even get a chance to, to think about what my own name is. <laughs> well, Neil, am I Nigel? What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess we finish on a high. Um, well, I think we've been on a high since the, the, the Golden State game, haven't we? So, yes, absolutely. Um, obviously, Bulls finished the game, jetted off to Paris and landed in Paris what, sort of late afternoon, I think, wasn't it, today? Mm-hmm. Well, that's when the, the content started coming out. They were straight to the gym, which is a bit strange. Um, Needed to I stretch guess. the legs after being stuck in those, you know, Lie flat beds on board the aircraft. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, obviously they've got family and friends with them as well, aren't they? Obviously, or yeah. partners, whatever it is. So I think, I mean, they've got three days off now, including today, obviously, before we play Pistons on Thursday. Yeah. I guess they're going to be doing a bit of sightseeing. They've seen some of them already at um, an Adidas event. I think it was Goran and Dale and and there's somebody else can't remember who it was I know there's Pistons players there as well so obviously they're doing all the promo stuff straight away um, but yeah you wanted to talk about this the Paris bit so I'll I'll hand it over to you 
Yeah, well, I mean, basically, um, we're going to be there. Um, you know, <laughs> we didn't know already. <laughs> if, if you hadn't already picked up on that already, we we are going to be going. We're going to be meeting um, meeting each other for the first time in person. Uh, we've been doing this for a while now, talking to each other and probably text each other more than we text our better halves. But <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, we've we've never actually met. So um, looking forward to that. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, I've told we'll, you what I want at the airport as well. So. Yeah, yeah. No, you sent me your rider, and uh, as as second in line, you know, I have to I have to do what I'm told by the boss, man. So I'll be <laughs> trying to tick off everything on the rider for you as much as I can. Um, we'll try and get as much footage as we can. We'll try and take a few pictures or a little bit of video footage as well, and uh, and keep everybody as part as much of a part of it as we as we possibly can. But at the same time, Ooh, I think we're both a bit camera shy, so <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah, I mean, just one thing I'll say on that is obviously we don't want to we want to bring the content, but we don't want to rub people's faces in it at the same time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you know, we don't want to look at us we're here sort of thing and what have you. But at the same time, obviously, it is a an amazing experience for us, mm-hmm. uh, or hopefully. You know, even just aside from the game, you know, getting to meet people who we've only ever spoken to on Twitter or wherever. Yeah. You know, obviously a couple of people that we've had as guests on here, um, Clem and Easy, they're going to be there. We were actually yep. in the same hotel as Clem, so we were sharing some croissants over breakfast with him, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and to both of them, you know, they've both helped out quite big, obviously a couple of translations and um, directions around Paris and best way to get around Paris. So, you know, we'll be calling on you from Wednesday as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, for definite directions. So, um, obviously the NBA are putting on the, the NBA, NBA house thing as well, aren't they? They are um, a pop-up museum, is what they've described it as. So, yeah, which obviously we'll, we'll try and get to. It's a bit, a bit close to game time, isn't it? Really, which is a bit random. Yeah, um, you know, it's the first day it opens, and they put it what five hours before tip-off. <laughs> but that's fine. I, I mean, I don't think we'll be spending too too much time there. We'll get in, we'll get around everything, get the pictures we want to, see if there's anybody there worth meeting, and then get over to the to the stadium. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, we'll try and do a bit of sightseeing, I guess. Um, maybe if we've got time. I but don't know. It's going to be uh, <laughs> Eiffel Towers over there. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, seen pictures, pictures of it. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> maybe I'll have to set the missus back at some point and explore Paris properly. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you wanted to add anything else into that, but no, not really. Just um, looking forward to it. Hopefully, we uh, we go and bring back a W to talk about. Um, really looking forward to it. Like you say, don't want to be rubbing people's noses in it. That's not our intention whatsoever. But at the same time, you know, we're here to provide content, so we will be trying to get as much out as we can to people as well. At the same time, don't be afraid to tell us if we're annoying you. We will stop if we do, if we are. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, apart from that, this is our last pod um, before Paris. So we'll be bringing yeah. in a whole different aspect the next time. Yeah, whether we manage to get one done while we're there or not and together is a different thing. But 
if not, then obviously we'll be back next week with plenty to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you say, we will. We do aim to provide the content and we'll aim to keep it Bulls related, not us as such. Yes. Um, we'll use our own accounts for anything personal. So, yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> Can't wait. And I will, uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> With my bottle of water at 12.7 degrees. Um, bag carrier. Yeah. I'll have the trolley photographer. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm the iPhone will be on. There. There's your photographer. <laughs> Me and an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, I've got nothing else. don't know if you have. No, no, nothing else. Um, just in case anybody's been trying to reach me on Twitter, I'm having a bit of a, a, tw- a Twitter block going on at the moment. Um, I've been kick- kicked out for some reason that I can't figure out. I'm, I'm working on trying to get back on it on time, in time for uh, for the trip to Paris. Hopefully that'll all work out. But if not, we've got two other ways to be contacted anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. I've got nothing else. So, uh, as usual, I've been Matt. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm not blocked or anything at the minute. Um, <laughs> at, at Matt Red C U K, and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. Yeah, and I've been Neil. Like I say at the moment, you won't find me on Twitter, but uh, hopefully I'll be back in soon. Um, <laughs> if I am back, I'm at Neil C Red UK. Uh, we appreciate you as always choosing to hang out with us here at the C Red UK podcast, where it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Uh, if you wish, please do subscribe, rate, and review us if you've enjoyed what you've heard. And uh, until next time, wherever you are, see red and go bulls. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.